Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 22 in the book of Colossians. We are going to come to the end of Colossians today, chapter 4. He's in his final greetings, and we're going to talk primarily about four people that he mentions as he's concluding and closing his letter. This is from Colossians chapter 4, verses 12 through 18, the last six verses of the book. He's going to start with one of their own, Epaphras. Epaphras, so he's from Colossae, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. We find out from Philemon that Epaphras is also in prison with Paul. But he continues to struggle in prayer. Verse 13, For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Areopolis. Those are two nearby cities. Verse 14, Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Verse 15, Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha, and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of Laodiceans, and see to it that you also read a letter from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, see that you fulfill that ministry that you have received in the Lord. And then his concluding line, I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. All right, so I'm going to title today, My Gift is Vacuuming, because that's a little nod to a Nympha, who has a church in her house. And can you just imagine having a church in your house? You've got to communicate with the pastors and the music people and then, you know, do snacks and coffee and, you know, and then and vacuuming. There's a lot that goes into the to the gift of hospitality, and, I, and she is commended f- for this. So good for her. Good for Nympha. Maybe, maybe you can identify with her. And then there's Epaphras. He's he's one of theirs. He's from their city. He's founded a church. Um, Paul has not been to Colossae, but Epaphras, uh, probably 10 years ago, founded this church and continues on their behalf. He's in the fight. He's engaged. He's contending. He says he struggles on their behalf. And how can he do that now that he's in prison? It's by prayer. And he's looking towards the Colossians that they're mature and complete and finish. So he's worked hard. He's labored. And so I think he also is a good example of like toiling until we're tired and cultivating with with an end of a cost. It costs us something to be involved in Christian ministry and battling until you bleed and functioning until you're tired. So this labor, you know, if your ministry and your church makes you tired, you are probably on the right track. Okay, and then there's Luke. Not much is said about him, but we know lots about him. He he, he wrote, writes like almost half the, the New Testament with regards to page numbers. Um, he sits down one day and says, hey, I'm going to write a 30-plus year history of the early church. A massive task. And why? Well, he's he's an eyewitness. He reminds me of the guys that were the, the reporters who were not reporting from, you know, some luxury hotel. He's on site with these these people. In Acts 28, we find find him there in in Rome at this moment in time, 60 or 62 AD, with Paul, you know, risking his imprisonment. Yeah, other people were in prison. Epaphras was in was imprisoned. So 
you know, it, it wasn't a benign thing. Luke put himself at risk to do the labor writing and teaching and the, and history. He sort of had the gift of history. The guy we're not going to talk about today is Demas. We talked about him about three days ago, and he falls in love with the world and, and falls away. Don't do that. Then there's Nympha, who has the church in her house and, you know, vacuums and makes snacks and makes coffee and serves the church in, in that sort of a way. Wonderful. And then this the last guy that's mentioned is Archippus. See that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. And if that's not a good charge for today, I don't know what. Remember, ministries come from the Lord. He's got acres or land, a task for us to occupy. That might be with two-year-olds or our neighbors or with the elderly or the defense of the doctrine, but he wants us, whatever it is, he wants us to do it and finish it and complete it and make it happen and direct our attention to its cause. So we have lots of good questions as we we end here. Um, If someone wrote a ministry, a missionary letter from your church, what would they say about you? Do you have a gift? Absolutely, yes. Do you have a ministry? Yes, you do. Do you have something that the Lord has for you to do? Yes, So what ministry might the Lord be asking for your attention to that you would, that he's put you in charge of, involved with, that the Lord has charged you with to be involved and to make it happen and to see it through to its finish? So that may be a call to you. Maybe it's hospitality, uh, making coffee. Maybe it's vacuuming uh, like Nympha did, or maybe it's a gift for teaching and history and and writing some of the things that Luke probably also did when he was in um, in medical school, the, the the written language arts that he had to uh, a master. So is there something that you might be faithful to something that you have seen or witnessed in reporting or the rich testimony to what a Christian is like all these guys together? Kind of added up with these four people, bond servant, struggling, hard work, being a war correspondent, embedded in the action, doing hospitality, continuing to make it happen, directing our attention uh, to it. So think about this. In your church, if someone wrote a missionary letter, what would they say about you? Maybe it's something about prayer or hospitality or teaching or service. Does the Lord have a gift for Did the Lord gift you? Yes, he did. Is you, are you supposed to be using it? Yes, you are. Maybe your gift is vacuuming or toiling. Are you even in the fight? Are you contending? Are you engaged? Is there something that the Lord would have us give your attention to? If you're tired, if you're toiling to higher tiredness, that's a good thing. As Paul concludes, he's er, concludes the book of Colossians. He's talking to a bunch of people who have been toiling until they're tired, maybe even vacuuming. Thanks for listening.